You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. Christian Babcock, the host of the Hunter's Advantage podcast. And what we do on the podcast is we talk to disruptive companies in the outdoor industry, talk about innovative hunting solutions that are changing the landscape, as well as offer you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. All in all, I just want to help you become a better hunter by providing you with high quality knowledge and information that you can trust. Stay tuned. All right, we are live. Good morning. It is currently... October 14th, 7 a.m. on the dot here in Fort Worth, Texas, where I'm recording the podcast. And I'm actually recording an episode by myself that I've been wanting to do for quite a while. I was sitting in the stand and uh, down to some public land in southeast Oklahoma two weekends, opening weekend in a bow season on October 1st. And I was just writing out some podcast ideas like, you know, what are, what are some things that we should talk about on the podcast that, that matter? And this was one of them. And it's simply put, it's, it's, it's social media running hunting. And I think there's two fundamental sides to the argument. There's a yes, it is ruining hunting in these ways. And there's a no, it's not ruining hunting in these ways. And so I took about an hour this morning just to write down and compile my thoughts on is social media running hunting? Are the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the TikToks of the world having a detrimental effect to the sport tradition and culture of hunting, or are they not? And that's what I'm going to be covering today on the podcast. I have five reasons they are and five reasons they're not. And based on this information, how should we go forward using social media in the terms of hunting? So just, uh, I think it'd be best to go through the reasons that I think it is being detrimental to hunting in, in these ways, and then we'll get into the reasons that I think it's not. So reason number one that I think social media is detrimental to hunting is, simply put, comparison. This happens all the time if you're using any social media apps to share harvest photos, to share videos of you hunting, or to just consume other people's content that they're posting and their, and their success. So one of the ways that I've seen comparison work detrimentally to me in my hunting career is, is looking at other people's highlights and comparing them to my normal lights. So getting on social media and watch, watching a guy shoot 170 inch buck and wondering, you know, why, why I put on all this work during the off season. I plant food plots. I, I put out corn. I run trail cameras. I brush in my blinds. Why, why can't I shoot 170 inch deer or, why is the 110 inch deer the biggest buck that I have on camera? Why, why am I not seeing 170 inchers? And, you know, you've heard the old verbiage of comparison is the thief of joy. And in the hunting realm, I really believe this to be true. If you're taking what you shoot and comparing it to something someone else shoots in a, that lives in a completely different environment and a completely different situation and scenario, there, you just can't compare the two. And if you're taking your trophies and you're taking your experiences and comparing them to others, you're always going to be disappointed because there's always going to be someone better than you. There's always going to be someone that has a better situation than you, um, has more places to hunt than you, has more resources. And so, you know, it's it's all relative in a way. You know, I, I want to be like Josh Bomar. I want to shoot 
three 200 inch deer. I want to shoot one each year consecutively for the last three years, but that's not my reality. I don't have a farm in Ohio, a farm in Iowa that, that has produced those sorts of deer. I don't really, I only have access to about a hundred acres of private land and I've, I've never seen a deer like that on trail camera my entire life. So to, to say that I'm a, I'm a worse hunter than, than Josh, well, I probably am, which is funny, but to say I'm a exponentially worse hunter than Josh might not be true. It, it may be, but it might not be true because I can't take uh, the experiences that I've had and compare them to his because no two are the same. People hunt in different environments. Um, and some places, the hunting pressure is different. The terrain is different. And so it's just not fair to compare your highlights to someone else's highlights. And I think any time that we're going to do that is just going to lead to something detrimental. And social media per- perpetuates that. It allows us to see everybody's highlights. It allows us to think, oh my gosh, all these people are great hunters because they're always harvesting things. Well, what it also allows you to do is not show the lowlights. You know, when you shoot a deer and, and I've been guilty of this, of shooting a deer and, and not finding it and not posting about it, not talking about it. So you don't get to see the areas in which I fail and I mess up. And so you're only comparing yourself to the times that I'm doing well and I'm being successful in the woods. So I would just encourage everybody to stay away from comparison on social media because oftentimes it's not rooted in reality. So number two for a reason that social media is is running hunting, a reason it's detrimental. It takes the focus away from traditions and culture and enjoyment of a sport. And it, it, a lot of times it focuses it on trophies and ego. So it becomes the biggest, you know, in a lot of ways it comes a big pissing match of who can shoot the biggest buck, who, who can manage the land the best, who can harvest the biggest, biggest and best and most impressive, trophy whether that's an elk or a a caribou a mule deer a whitetail whatever that is and it takes the focus away from enjoyment of the sport conservation uh, conserving these animals for the betterment of our generation and future generations and it focuses it back on us on am i a good hunter can i shoot the biggest bucks can i shoot the biggest bulls and so it really puts us in a bad place where it's kind of all about, in a, in a lot of ways, it's kind of all about trophies. So a lot of times in these forums, you know, where a guy comes in and, and you know, hey, it's my first bow kill. I literally just got on, out on public land and I shot this spike with my bow and I'm, I'm so excited. I'm addicted to bow hunting and people are like, man, shooting a one and a half year old deer. That sucks. I mean, what you really should be doing is practicing QDM. You should be practicing quality deer management and, and, uh, you know, managing for trophies and, and trying to shoot older age class deer. And, um, and that's just, in a lot of ways, that's just ego. It's, it's people wanting to have a, have a leg up on you or, or, or feel better than you in, in, in some sort of way. And what that does is it, it creates a culture, um, of trophies of focused on trophies and focus on egos. So if, if you're in a situation where, uh, you see someone new in the sport or someone that is, just started hunting don't don't make it about trophies don't put put your ego aside and just support them in that you know we can we can talk about a qdm and all those sorts of things later but we're living the reality is we're living in a sport that is dying you know 
uh, <laughs> not many people uh, relative to the population are, are still even hunting and we're, we're losing them at a rapid rate. We, we don't need to make hunting about trophies and about ego. We can talk about management. We can talk about quality management in a different conversation, but don't make the conversation about trophies and ego. Don't use social media in that way. If you want to have a private conversation with someone, educate them. That's something else, but don't make it about trophies. Don't make it about ego. So number three reason of why I think social media is detrimental to, to hunting is it just gives us a forum to have general discourse. It gives us a place to just argue with no repercussions, no physical touch, no no emotional connection, no eye contact, no, nothing like that. And I don't really like that. You know, they say 70% of communication is nonverbal. So we're missing 70% of, of, of communication and of, of understanding what people are saying by just interacting online. So generally speaking, you can't tell the tonality of how people are going to talk, of how how someone meant what they said on social media, the tone that they said it with. There's no t- no tone with how you post on social media. So it just gives you a place to have general discourse, to argue about what is the best rifle caliber? Is it the 6.5 Creedmoor or is it something else? And it gives you that place to argue about it. When in reality, as long as you're shooting something that, that works and is powerful enough for the game that you're chasing, they're all okay. And we don't come to those sorts of agreements very often in, in forums and on social media, you know, is, is public land better than private? You know, can you call yourself a real hunter if you're on hunting private land over corn? Is that even really hunting? That's one of the comments that we've got a lot in some of our YouTube videos that we put out is, is, uh, oh, you're hunting over bait. That's not even hunting. You might as well, uh, you might as well just, just farm them like cows if you're going to hunt over bait. So it just gives us, you know, it just gives us this place to argue about 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 a method of take of bow or rifle or caliber or score or public versus private. It just gives us a place to have general discourse. And if we're going to come together as a community and advance and preserve the sport of hunting, which is what our goal is at Hunter's Advantage is to advance and preserve the sport of hunting, then then we can't use social media as a way to have discourse. We can have disagreements, but we can't argue for the sake of arguing about hunting because we're already a dying sport. We're already a a group of people that is diminishing in numbers. And if we continue to just use this as a a place to have general discourse, it's not going to work well for us going forward. So that was number three. So number four, the fourth reason that I believe social media is detrimental to hunting is it gives us a place to be unkind to other people, unsupportive to other people um, with no repercussions. It's so easy to create a fake Facebook account or or, or create a Facebook account where you do use your real name, but really it's just a picture of NASCAR, Dale Earnhardt Jr., or a trophy you won fourth grade, and there's no picture of your face. And so it gives you this anonymous way to, to talk down to people or be unkind to people about either the trophy that they took or uh, how they're hunting or whatever they harvested. It just gives you a way to to do that. And there's no consequences for it. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that people deserve physical 
or emotional consequences or abuse because they're being unkind on social media. But like I said earlier, about 70% of communication being nonverbal, people wouldn't say that to your face. And I just need people that are starting out in hunting and just now getting started just to know that, that people would not say that to your face. So don't take that, um, take that super detrimental to you and don't, 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 don't take that shame that people are putting on you and wear that because in reality they wouldn't say that to your face and they're using a screen uh, to be a keyboard warrior for lack of a better term. So kind of struggle with that in some ways of, you know, I don't, I don't like when people are unkind to me that I don't know. I don't like when people talk down to the way that I hunt when I don't know them. And it's so easy for us to do that on social media. So let's not be like that. And that was number four. So number five, in a way that most social media platforms are are detrimental to hunting, is censorship. Man, this is a big one lately. You know, lately we've seen uh, channels like like Seek One, like Fishing with Flair, um, like uh, Bobby Guy Films. We've been seeing channels like this on YouTube become demonetized. And that's a real issue because the way that they have the funds to create more content is through monetization and making money off their videos. So it kind of stinks that the YouTubes, the TikToks of the world, the Instagrams have a way to diminish and censor the content that us as hunters make. Be, you know, wh- whether it doesn't really matter the reason that they're doing it, they do it because under the realm of violent content or people don't want to see blood or gore. Well, life's bloody and life's gory. You know, 98% of people eat meat, but most of these people don't understand how it, how it, how they get it. They don't understand that an animal has to die for you to eat. And if we can't share that, if we can't share from field to plate, the, the whole process of planning and, and harvesting and, and processing and ultimately eating and sharing a meal with someone, if we can't show that from end to end. How are we going to be able to convince people that hunting is not only right, but hunting is something that deserves to be protected and preserved. And that's a way that social media is kind of screwing us for lack of a better term. They're, they're censoring us. And one of the ways that I've kind of seen to combat this is one banding together and sharing your displeasure with these platforms. And I know that doesn't work for the average person, but if we get enough strength in numbers, we can do that. And people like seek one have, have enough influence where they can actually go talk to vice presidents at Google and get these sort of things fixed. So I'm, I'm happy to see people like that championing this charge. And then another way that we can do this is going on, to platforms like Go Wild, which is a new social media platform focused all around hunting and hunting, fishing, camping, just being in the outdoors, being out in the wild. That's what this platform is about. So I would just say, I don't don't need people to get off Facebook, get off YouTube, get off Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is. But in the same way that you're on all five of those platforms, diversify one more time and get on a platform like Go Wild where they're not going to censor your content where they're not going to water down what the sport of hunting is and water down the traditions and cultures and values 
that we uphold by censoring it. So that's that's a way I think we can combat it. But it is something that is detrimental to hunting when our content and the way that we live and the way that we eat and provide for our families is censored. All right, so that was the five ways that I feel that social media is running hunting. And, and I, don't think, I don't think it'd be a fair argument or a fair discussion to just give you those things. So let's talk about five ways that I think social media is actually encouraging hunting and giving us a place to advance and preserve this thing that we all love to do. So first reason that social media is not running hunting and that's actually making it better is it gives us a place to come together and gain knowledge virtually. So we don't have to be in person on social media. We don't have to go to the Ducks Unlimited banquet, the NWTF banquet to learn about duck hunting, to learn about turkey hunting, to learn about conservation. We don't have to do those things anymore. I would I would still encourage you to do so, but we don't have to. Social media gives us a, a forum where we can sit at home on our couch and learn about these sorts of things, where we can come together and collaborate. And, you know, I'm, I remember earlier in, in my life, just reading through hunting forums and getting on individual websites to learn about hunting, these different types of hunting, but you can do that on Facebook. Now you can get in a group and you can, you can have, uh, conversations about, about how to, how to hunt, how to get better at hunting, how to hone your skills. And social media gives us that sort of forum that's free and we can learn from home. We can reach out to the people that we want to be like in the hunting industry that are doing things that we want to do that are doing trips that we aspire to do. And we can do that virtually from our home, from the car, from deer camp, and it gives us access to each other. And I think that is tremendously valuable. I actually had an old friend that I hadn't talked to in a few years named Kobe Harriman. We went to school with each other in Vanita. I think he was actually a year younger than me and just never really took him as someone who would be interested in bow hunting or hunting in general. And this is coming from a place where a lot of people hunt. In Vanita, a ton of people hunt. And so I, he just was one of those guys that didn't. Well, he reached out to me a few weeks ago and he said, Hey man, I'm uh, I'm interested in getting into bow hunting. What would you, what bow would you recommend for someone like me? And of course, you know, you walk through the normal things of, well, what are you trying to spend on it? What do you want him to do with it? And I kind of told him like, you know, Hey, let's go a little bit more affordable route and get something that, you know, if you, that you can afford and, and I don't want someone to get a flagship bow when they first get started hunting. So, uh, I told him, Hey, if you enjoy it, you can always upgrade later. So we got a bow and he's, he's shooting it man now. And he's been messaging me like, Hey, I went to these three public land places and not seen many sign. They're not managed well. Do you know of any more places I can go? So I jump on OD, ODWC.com and I send him some more places that either I've been or places that are near his area in Northeast Oklahoma to go bow hunting. And the thing is, I don't have his number. I don't have a cell phone number. I haven't talked to him in years. But without this forum of Instagram, we wouldn't have been able to reconnect and talk about hunting. And not that I'm the person that got him in hunting. His own will got him in hunting. He wanted to do that himself. But now we can have a conversation about how to be successful, about where to go, and just general questions and 
talk about bow hunting online. So it gives us a place to do that. And I really appreciate that. I love that part about social media. So that's number one. Number two, it gives us a place to mentor people. And when I say that, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, get jumping on the phone for an hour a week and, and talking to somebody, but it gives us a place where we can have intimate conversations about what, how the ways that we have messed up in the past and the ways that someone who's either new to the sport or young in the sport can, can bypass those sorts of things. So, you know, if I'm, for example, if, if I'm a Midwesterner or a guy from the South and I want to be involved in elk hunting and I want to get Western with it, I can reach out to someone who could, could mentor me in that realm of hunting. They could teach me virtually and maybe in a, in a message or on a, on a video call on social media on, Hey, these are the things I'd look for. These are the ways I would go about it. What time of the year are you going? Oh, you're going in mid-September. Well, that's the peak of the rut. These are the ways that bulls are going to interact with you when you're bugling, when you're cow calling. And you can do the same thing for any any method of game that you're trying to take, whether it's duck hunting or deer hunting, uh, mule deer hunting, antelope hunting. You can do it for any any game. And, and we have a, a free platform where we can come together and just share ideas and mentor each other. I know we have a ton of adult onset hunters that are coming into this, this sport and they need people to mentor them. They, I always say it, I would have, I could have never got started in hunting by myself. I don't know what gear to get. I don't know what licenses I need. I don't know any of those sorts. Of, I don't know where to go. I don't know any of those sorts of things. And without my dad and without my uncle and my family taking me, I would have never been able to learn and progress and be able to enjoy hunting to its fullest. And now we have platforms where we can literally do that online. We can, we can do that. You know, whether it's an adult onset hunter or a young kid that his family doesn't hunt and he wants to get into bow hunting or rifle hunting. We even have a place where we can set up uh, in-person meetings of, Hey man, I, I uh, actually have this place and I'd love for you to come shoot a doe off my place and just get to take you out and spend time with you and just, kind of show you how we, how we do it, how, how to be safe doing uh, this, how to be safe hunting. So that's another great thing about social media is we can mentor people virtually. So number three, the third reason <clears throat> that social media is not running hunting and it's actually giving us a place to, to advance hunting is that we can communicate with people that are non-hunters. People that don't want to hunt, have no desire to hunt, and may never hunt. But we can communicate with them on social media, our thoughts, our values, and, and why we do what we do. Not that we have to do those things, but we can and we should. Because even if people aren't going to be involved in hunting, they should understand it. And so it gives us a place to share our ideas with people who are not hunters. And why that's important is, you know, within your close circle of friends, you probably don't hang out with people that don't really hunt. I know my deepest and most meaningful relationships that I've had in my life have been centered on two things. One, the love of God and 
that relationship to, to Christianity and, and my faith. And then secondarily, hunting. And my closest friends have been the ones that have both of those things, that are one, believers, and two, hunt. And so I know that as hunters, we have we can be somewhat isolating in some ways of not hanging out with people that don't hunt, that don't share our ideas. And honestly, we can be fairly rude to some of those people sometimes. Like, oh, well, you eat meat and you're against hunting. Gosh, you're such an idiot. Well, we have a place in social media to share what we do and how we do it. You know, we can go and we can share the whole process of hunting from scouting to harvesting, to hunting, to harvesting, to processing, to eating. And we can have open dialogues about what we do and why we think it is good for the conservation and future of the animal that we hunt, how we care about taking mature animals that are past their breeding prime and doing it in an ethical way that is both respectful to the animal and ensures that the meat won't be wasted. And I think that this is one of our biggest opportunities on social media is having dialogue with people that don't agree with what we do. And I know that can be frustrating. It's very frustrating to have dialogue with people that you feel are uneducated and act purely out of emotion when arguing with you. But those people need to be educated and need to know too. So that's one of the greatest things about social media, in my opinion, in terms of hunting, is we can talk with people that don't believe the same things that we believe. We can share our thoughts and opinions. Even if they don't, in turn, agree with us, we can let our feelings be known. So number four of reasons that social media is not running hunting, it's actually helping, is it gives us a place to band together and protect traditions in this way of life. So we can actually get together, we can sign petitions, we can show support for whether that's, and we can educate whether that's for, hey, this bill is coming uh, across in the government right now, and it is about the protections of public lands, and we need people to understand what is going on. We need people to reach out to their senators about this and and say that we as hunters are not okay with this, whether that's private sale of public lands, trying to to take public lands and and convert them into private lands and, and sell them, or there's a plethora of other things. But really it gives us a place to just come together and support each other. This in the same way that we can have general discourse and argue about trophies, method of take, all those sorts of things. It also gives us a place where we can come together and encourage one another where, Hey man, uh, I know you missed a shot. I know you made a bad shot. Well, can you post a video of you shooting and maybe we can, maybe we can just help you out on your form. I know you literally got started in bow hunting just a few weeks ago and it's a place where we can do those sorts of things where we can help each other become more educated, more ethical stewards of all this land and and creatures we've been given to manage. And I think that's one of the main benefits of social media 
is that we can use it in a way to come together, collaborate, and build each other up. And in the same breath, we can use it as a way to advocate for the things that matter to us the most. In the same way that social justice warriors use social media to be angry about things and put pressure on people, we can do the same thing with with hunting. We can do the same thing with sharing our displeasure with people and news sources that are talking negatively about the sport that we love and fight to preserve in advance. And so in that way, social media is good. So I told you that I'd be giving you five of each. I actually just reread through my reasons why social media isn't ruin, isn't ruining hunting. And I've actually got one that is a little bit of an overlap of another. So I'm going to skip that one and just wrap up with where do we go from here? What can we do on social media to make sure that hunting is advanced, that we move it forward, and that we preserve the cultures and traditions that we all uh, love? And I think just some closing thoughts on, on where we can go from here is, like anything, social media has the ability to be good and bad. And really, it's all about how you steward it. We can use it in a good way and a bad way. And my encouragement to everyone who's a hunter who cares about hunting is use social media in a way to uplift people, to encourage people, and let's use it as a way to recruit and educate people who don't do what we do. Because one of the biggest ways that we can use social media for our personal gain is to turn people into from enemies or you know people that are kind of in the middle of the ground to advocates and then to allies in this fight to preserve and advance hunting. So those are just my thoughts as someone who has been hunting for gosh, I'm 24 now, so 8 years old, 16 years. I've it's been some of the most enriching, some of the most satisfying points of my life have been spent out in the woods out in the wild country. And I just want to make sure that we can do that for generations to come. And social media is going to be one of those tools that we can use to save and keep growing this sport, even though we're on a long down downhill climb. I have faith that we can turn this around and that we can show hunting in a positive light. We can show the benefits. And those are my thoughts. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you guys enjoy the podcast, please leave me, leave us a rating and review. It's going to ensure that we're able to continue to do these podcasts. We can continue to upgrade our equipment. We can continue to make this podcast better. We continue can continue to have people on that you guys enjoy. So thanks so much for, for listening to it or watching it, whichever one, whichever way you choose to consume it. And thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this long ramble that I'm having early in the morning. And it's just something that's kind of been on my heart and something I've been thinking about. So thanks for listening. Hey guys, thank you so much for consuming the Hunter's Advantage podcast. We really appreciate it. And we really do do the podcast for you all. And just to stay in tune with that and what you guys want to hear, 
feel free to message us on Facebook or Instagram on who you would like to see on the podcast next.